Hello and welcome to The Real Cost of Fertility, a podcast in which we discuss some of the pressing issues that affect the environment. Today, nitrogen runoff. Various experts in the field believe that nitrogen flux into the ocean may approach the magnitude of natural sources. In short, the wide professional opinion is that Mother Nature is at risk, and Professor Schuler, expert on anthropogenic runoff, has come to support his claim. Hello, I'm pleased to be here. As our food industry has evolved, large monoculture farms have formed. Many acres are dedicated to growing a single crop through a linear process, but their runoff has a profound effect on nearby ecosystems, as the professor will now elaborate on. Well, to understand the effect, you have to understand the scale. As more and more fillers are used, runoff from the farm increases, and that same runoff flows into surrounding environments. And we use about 80 pounds of fertilizer per acre. That adds up to a lot. Now, Professor Schuler, please explain what makes these fertilizers so potent to the environment. Well, in short, they have extraordinary fertility. Nitrogen is a fairly common element that helps build the atmosphere we live in, but most importantly for these fertilizers, it helps cells build protein, which in return catalyzes their growth process. Basically, it makes plants grow. Now, when used for these industrial farms, it has great effect firing growth. This fertilizer helps feed nutrients to the plants and they grow faster. So you've explained how fertilizers work, but why is it bad? The issue starts when it becomes a form of runoff. Ecosystems are very delicately built, and their structure determines how well they work. When this excess of nitrogen finds its way into these ecosystems, it unbalances them and can destroy both the biotic and abiotic factors. I see. So when this nitrogen enters the environment, it disrupts the cycle, and this can kill the entire ecosystem. But how does that work exactly? Well, let's start with the land and sky. Nitrogen can go through a process called nitrogen acidification. It mixes with a few other compounds and is carried away by wind and accumulates in the sky and clouds. Then it falls as rain, acid rain. Through the previously mentioned compound mixing, the pH level drops to around 4.0. Now, biotic factors, especially aquatic or semi-aquatic ones, are very sensitive to the acidity of the environment. Of course, it varies between species, but for the most part, they start to feel the heat at around 6.0. It is especially potent for the organisms that rely on water or some sort of slime, because this toxic water can easily circulate throughout their entire system, killing them easily. And where is the majority of your research coming from? Well, the EPA, which is the United States Environmental Protection Agency, it's a big help. They're one of the most prominent organizations doing this research, especially on environmental effect. How are the plants affected? Well, that comes down to the soil. Plants rely on soil for water and minerals. An acid rain can mess up soil pH, making the soil toxic. Plant filters break down in the absence of clean nutrients and die shortly thereafter. And what about the animals immune or resistant to the acid levels? Well, they might be immune to changes of the abiotic factor, but not the effect on the food chain. If the plants and the primary consumers die, everything above them dies as well. This is a very sensitive cyclical system that is highly dependent on a narrow pH range. Now we know that the land is affected through pH. What about the aquatic areas? How are they affected and how do they go on then to the environment? Well, of course, acid rain has some effect, but the main threat to these environments is eutrophication. What's that? Well, excess nutrients in the form of nitrates are carried down into still water. Those nutrients feed algae, which grows to cover the entire surface, blocking sunlight. All their plants die. Eventually, that comes back to the algae, and it dies too. Bacterial decomposition starts, turning all the oxygen into carbon dioxide. That acidifies the water, lowering the pH, which kills any fish that haven't already died. 
At the end of the cycle, the water becomes a dead zone with hardly any life and high turbidity. The ironic part is that agriculture uses up insane amounts of fresh water, but that the poison more fresh water became unusable. Eventually, we're going to run out. Now, Farmer Joe, owner of one of these farms located in the north of Virginia, has graciously accepted to be here today, and he has some different opinions. I am putting up with none of this nonsense. We farmers out here breaking our backs every day to feed you city folk, and we're getting this sort of hoity-toity tomfoolery. Merkin needs a farm. She's in tip-top condition. Even your high and mighty EPA says that there are about 290 to 360 million acres of crop land out there, and those acres need to feed 320-something million people. You get all the cheap food you need, ain't that a worth a little bit of enriched dirt and some water? There ain't nobody starving in this here God-blessed country. Thank you for speaking, but I respectfully disagree. Now, directly, it might not look like much, but those monoculture farms are growing quickly and becoming pretty big. You yourself, Joe, talked about how big they are. What's that in runoff? In addition to that, look at how your taxes are being spent. Recently, government taxes made about $7 trillion, yet $157 billion of those dollars were spent just to clean up after runoff. That is money come from all wallets, and if you think about it, how much less money would come from our wallets if we just added simple filters? There are definitely some great points in that, but just wondering, do you know about the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico? I decided to educate myself a little bit before this episode, and I found it quite interesting. I do know of that, actually. It's an oceanic dead zone in the north of the Gulf of Mexico. It's become about 8,750 square miles, an area about the size of New Jersey. It's the largest measured since dead zone mapping began in 1985. That is a, a very large area, and you can't ignore it. All thanks to the nutrients. They're carried there by the Mississippi River. This river is one of the largest tributaries there is, and collects the runoff from many farms. Through the, through the river, these farms have reduced a massive dead zone, wiping out thousands of miles of life. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, that's all. Thanks for listening. Today, we covered the true cost of monoculture farms. Their nitrogen runoff has created harsh environments over the years through acid rain and eutrophication, and doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Nitrogen runoff issue grows large day to day supply, and after decades of compiling, there are a few spots where you can really see the effects of excess nitrates. But you've got to stop in and learn about how our environment is being threatened. No, please stay tuned in to the channel to see our next episodes. Until then, goodbye.